What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing today? Good? <clears throat> Let me tell you something. I, I'll be honest with you is that there, there's people here that would never probably find themselves here this morning. Um, and then there's people here who's been going part, that have been a part of our church for a very long time. Um, but I honestly believe that the message that God has for every single one of us today, and when I say every single one of us, is not just a message for one particular person in one particular situation. It's a message for every single one of us because either we went through storms of our life, we are going through storms of our life, and the reality is we are going to be going through storms of our lives. And even if you're not going through a storm of your life, there's some of us here that we know somebody that we love with a passion, that we love so much, that we pray for um, every single day before we go to bed, that they're currently going through a storm. And let me tell you something. Today, God is going to speak to you, and he's going to give you the words that you need to say for that particular person. So, you know, this month, we've been diving into what it is to be a conqueror. We are more than conquerors. We've been learning so many things throughout this month, and, and honestly, these are tools that we can use in order to literally conquer life in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit and the name of the Son. And it's one of those things, guys, like where we as a Christ fellowship, we as a Christian, we as, as a Christian body, we are more than conquerors. We are not just people that just come to church and just celebrate God, go to work, live our normal lives. No, we were created to conquer. It's funny because in the beginning, God, when God created the heavens and the earth, um, when God created the heavens and the earth and he made human, humanity, he, didn't, he gave humanity a job. He says to be fruitful, multiply, to subdue the earth. The word subdue means to take over, to put under control. Since the beginning, God has given us a title to conquer. God's given us the title to become more than just regular humans, but to be conquerors of every aspect of life. But today, it's funny because... You know, when it comes to being conquerors, about two weeks ago, we had about, over, we have about 120 youth from all the city of Elizabeth. It's a lot of kids, you know, uh, from all aspects of life. We had kids that come here to Christ Fellowship with us, so shout out to you guys. You guys are the future. And we also have kids that, you know, know nothing about God, but they were just looking for a weekend away. And that particular weekend, they learned a tool that they're going to be using for their lives, they're going to learn a tool to be conquerors of storms. And let me tell you guys something. You guys are going to learn that as well. Even right now, there are some of you guys here that you even feel something in your heart right now because you're currently going through a storm in your life. There's situations that are happening in your own personal life that you feel as if there's no, there's, there's no way out of it. Whether it's financial issues, you're almost getting foreclosed. You just lost your job. How am I going to pay the bills? The storms of, of not having enough money to provide for your family is overwhelming you right now. Let me tell you something. God's created you to be a conqueror of that storm. There's some of you guys here that are going through relationship situations. You've tried all that you can to make it work with your husband or with your wife. And yet things seem to be falling apart. The storms of life is just raging around your relationship, around the, the, the one thing that you and your husband or you and your wife or you and your boyfriend or girlfriend have been trying to put together. And let me tell you something, guys. If you are here this morning, God's called you to be a conqueror of that particular storm. There's some of you guys here who are going through family issues. Your son who you've taught well. You've taught well. Your daughter who you've taught well are continuing to make bad decisions and they're making their lives a living storm. You have brothers or sisters who you know could be doing better, but they keep making the same mistake. And because they're making these mistakes, they're causing storms in your own family. But let me tell you something. Tonight, today, in this particular moment, you are going to learn what it is to be a conqueror of that storm. And... And I honestly believe that God has something for every single one of us today. There's so many stories that I can go on, but the reality is I'll be here forever. But right now, I want you to know that God knows you. God knows your situation. God knows exactly what you're going through at this particular moment, at this moment right now. Even right now, while you're looking at me, your brain is already seeing the storms that are going on to your life. You're seeing your husband come home drunk. 
You, you're seeing your, you know, your situation at school, whether you're in college, whether you're in high school, just continue to get overwhelming. You see the situation at work where your boss is always constantly yelling and you, you're, you're constantly having struggles with your coworkers and stuff like that that is affecting you. Even right now, there's some of, you know, there's people that are going through, either you're going through or you know a family member that are going through a situation with their pregnancy, that things are not going well, and you're just praying to God that everything goes well, and this is a huge storm. And God knows that. If there's one thing that you guys, I want you to take at this particular moment is that God knows what you're going through. He knows it. He's the one who created you. He's the one who knows your future. He, he's the one who knows your past. He knows and he knows your present. He knows what you're going through right now. And he sees the storm. He sees the storm. Thank you, bro. And I want you to know that God's created you to be more than conquerors. So even before I even start my teaching, because I haven't even started, about to get real. <clears throat> I want us to prepare our hearts. You know what I'm saying? We need to prepare our hearts because we're going to go through a journey this morning. We're going to go through a voyage. And in order for us to really be able to dive deep into what God has for us this morning, we need to prepare our hearts. So even at this moment, I want you guys to bow your heads and close your eyes. What I want you to picture yourself is, I want you to remove yourself from Christ fellowship from these stairs, from these chairs. And I want you to place yourself on a beachfront. You're in the beach right now. But it's not a sunny beach. We're not in Puerto Rico where things are beautiful, perfect. But we're in just a regular beach. And outside, you see the ocean. You see the ocean right in front of you. You see a couple clouds forming up. One cloud could be divorce. One cloud could be bankruptcy. One cloud could be addiction to drugs. One cloud could be just bad decisions, impulsiveness. One cloud could be emotional distress. One cloud could be mental distress. And you see these clouds forming. And you see the storms getting ready to rage up. Even right now, God is revealing that to you right now. Even right now, God is revealing that to you right now. And then along comes a boat. And in this boat is Jesus. And he says, what are you doing on the shores? You see, your journey is out there in the unknown with me. You're saying, but God, look at these storm clouds for raging in. Look at these storm clouds that are getting ready to, to get together. It's not safe for anybody to go through this journey and says, but I'm with you. Jesus looks at you, but I'm with you. And you're not meant to stay on the shore. You are meant to be more than conquerors. So even right now, between you and God, we're going to spend one minute where you're going to tell God, God is calling you right now to step onto this boat. And we're going to sail towards the place that I have for you. I may not have a road map for you. I may not have pictures to show you where I'm going to take you. I know them. But my question to you is, are you going to stay in the shore this morning? Or are you going to get on the boat and go and chase after what God has for you, knowing that the storms will come? Knowing that you're going to go through these situations. But even right now, God is speaking to you. Go ahead and talk to Jesus. Father God, I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to be afraid of the waves, my God. I don't want to be afraid of the wind. I don't want to be afraid of the rain. It's life. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to just sit here. God, I want the life that you have for me. I want to be happy with you, Jesus. I want to be able to go through life, my God, even when there are storms, but have this peace knowing who you are in my life. Lord God, I want to be able to be that peace for my family. That when they see me, they see you, God, and they get peace in that, Jesus. Father God, we are all going through storms. But I pray, my God, that while I step on this boat with you, Jesus, this morning, 
that I know for a fact, my God, that you are going to be with me. And if you're ready to get on this journey, then everybody say amen. amen. All right, let the teaching begin. <laughs> Some, perspective is everything, right? Perspective is everything. It's the way you view things can really change the situation. It's funny because, you know, when you look at, you know, when you see a zebra and they're like running through the, 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 the Sahara and you see one zebra, you know, running around, a lion says, mm, this is good food. I'm getting ready to eat. Everything's going to be good. But then when you see a herd of zebras, the lion says, wait a minute, there's something different. The stripes are all looking together. It looks like a bigger situation. And um, you know what? Maybe it's not a good idea for me to attack this giant animal, which the reality is it's just a bunch of little zebras. But perspective is everything. And it's the same thing when it comes to our life. There are some situations in our lives, there are some storms in our lives that happen in our lives that if we had a different point of view, if we just looked at it differently from the eyes of somebody else, we could have saved ourselves from a lot of pain. We could have saved ourselves from a lot of situations. We could have saved ourselves from a lot of pain and heartache. If all we just saw things differently. And today we're going to start viewing life viewing our storms, the situations that conquer us in, on a day-to-day basis, not through our eyes, not through, not through the eyes of, of humans, of our eyes, of our flesh, but we're going to start seeing them through the eyes of the Holy Spirit because perspective is different. Right now we're on the boat. Hopefully you guys joined us in the boat. We're setting to sail. We're going through the sea, and there's two people in that boat. There's the rookie, the guy who is just the first time going through the journey, and then there is, um, then there's the captain, right? And a storm is raging. You see this, the winds are getting start, starting to pick up, and you see the rookie like, oh, man, I'm in trouble. Everything's going to go well. I don't know if it's going to go well. I'm starting to get seasick. Blah, they're throwing up on the side of the boat. And the captain's looking at him like, <laughs> rookie. And then the, 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 the rookie goes up to the captain. It's like, captain, like, you're not scared? You're not worried about what's going to happen? He says, listen, I've been on these seas for such a long time. I've already been through these waves. What you think is crazy and scary, the reality is, is nothing at all. And that opens up the eyes of the rookie because he says, man, hey, that man been through some things. He's seen some things. And why do I need to worry? Sometimes we, we, the problem with us when it comes to the problems of our lives, when it comes to the issues of our marriage, when it comes to the issues of, of our finances, when it comes to the issues of, of just our relationships, our mental health, our addictions, Sometimes we view our problems through our own eyes. And when we view our problems through our eyes, we get ourselves in tr- a lot of trouble. We get ourselves in a lot of trouble. The way I view it is it's kind of like the, the best way to kind of like illustrate that for you guys is that here is an elephant, right? You guys remember the movie Dumbo? What happened when the elephant, the herd of elephants who are gigantic and big, saw the little mouse running around? They got afraid. They were, they were terrified. Oh, my gosh, what's going on? But the reality is the little mouse was just as afraid. The reality is that mouse was nothing to be afraid of. And sometimes when we view our problems, when we view our storms through our own eyes, we're like elephants afraid of a little tiny mouse. Raise your hand if you've been an elephant afraid of a little tiny mouse in your life. If we all look around, we are all almost the same. And let me tell you something. This morning, we're going to take off our eyeballs. Not really, guys. But we're going to view the storm through the eyes of the Father, through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, and through the eyes of the Son. And we're going to start off with, we're going to view the storm through the eyes of the Father. Now, Father God is a gigantic God. God Almighty created the heavens and the earth. Everything that we see, all matter, all time, all space, came out of the mouth of God. Do you understand what I just said? All matter, all time, all space came out of the mouth of God. He spoke life into existence. The mountains that we see, he created them. The land that we walk on, he created them. The sun that gives us life and energy, 
he created them. And scientists have proven, right, that there are suns that make our sun look like a little rock. And yet God created all that. You see, God is above all else. He is a giant, huge God. Now, imagine how we view our problems when we're viewing when we, when we view our problems. You know, when it comes to, you know, um, storms, right? When we go to storms, you see the clouds raging in. You see the, the clouds, you know, uh, rainstorms are, are coming. You see the lightning. You see the, all that other stuff, right? And, um, and that's all we see. We don't see nothing else. We just see gray skies. We see lightning. We see rain. We feel everything else. But because the storm is raging, does it mean that the sun does not exist? Even though there's storms covering your particular area where you are at in your life, it doesn't mean that the sun doesn't exist. You see, with God, he looks at a storm, he looks at a situation as a situation, as a small situation. But for us, we tend to see the situation as the whole situation of life. Let's try to compare what's, um, let's try to compare our problems to the bigness of God. It wasn't until I started doing that in my own personal life was when I was able to realize that God is greater than everything in this world. I'm going to tell you a story about 2009. 2009 was not an easy life, an easy year for me. It was actually a very rough year for me. Um, I was going through situations with my relationships. I was going through a relationship um, situation with my house, with my families. Um, I was going even through a situation with my job. Um, I remember <clears throat> one time, you know, I was, you know, working at Liberty Science Center my favorite job of all time. To this day, I still dream that I work at Liberty Science Center sometimes. It's pretty funny. And, um, and I remember one time, like, you know, my boss says, hey, so you got to, you know, you got to do your better job in coming to work on time. You're coming to work late almost all the time. See, at that time, I got into a car accident. I lost my vehicle. At that time, um, you know, a situation was happening in my life where I literally had to become a complete man and do things that I was thrown into doing. I would literally walk from, um, from my house all the way to, to um, Elizabeth. From Elizabeth, I catch a train to Newark, from Newark to, to um, Jersey City, from Jersey City, Exchange Place, all the, way to, um, all the way to Liberty State Park. And I remember one time, I was like, oh, I'm late again. This, this bus just played me out again. The schedule says it's supposed to be here, and it's not here. I'm going to be in trouble. And I caused a storm in my life. And then um, I went to work, and my boss calls me in, and he tells me to do this. He said, look, I love you with all my heart. You've been nothing but a great employee, but we need to set a standard here. And today is your last day. And I was terminated. Um, at that particular moment, things were not looking good in my life. And at that moment, I said, man, God, like, how am I going to get away from this particular situation? Like, everything is just falling apart around me, my God. My house where my family lives is falling apart around me. My relationship that I was trying to hold, to back, hold together was falling apart around me. And at that particular moment, the storm that I was going through was literally my entire existence. It was my entire reality. And I remember that, that night, I went home, and I laid down in my bed, and I started talking to God. And I said, God, like, why are you allowing this giant situation in my life to take over me. He says, son, do you remember who I am? It was at that particular moment where God was showing me the times where he took care of me in the past. And he says, if I wasn't great then, if I was great then, what does he, what, why do you think I won't be great now? And let me tell you guys something. There are times in your own personal life where you go through storms and it becomes your entire reality. It becomes your entire reality. It messes up your entire mood. It starts affecting other aspects of your life. Things going bad in your job starts affecting your relationship with your husband, with your wife. Starts relationship, messing up relationships with your siblings, with your schoolwork, with your work, everything. Because you are allowing something so small in the eyes of God to become bigger than God. We always tend to do this sometimes, right? But God is trying to tell you, it's like, you need to see me. You see, the best example in the Bible is David and Goliath. Goliath came, he was a giant, punking everybody. Oh, who wants to fight me? 
I'm going to beat up everybody. I'm going to defy the entire armies of Israel. I'm going to destroy everybody. And everybody was afraid. The entire army of Israel was afraid of this one guy, this one human. Yes, he was a giant. Yes, he was the size of me if I was standing on the floor like now. He was huge, strong. Yes, he probably will beat up half of them. But they were afraid of him. And they allowed that fear of that particular giant consume the entire army. But then David came. You see, David wasn't using human eyes. David was using the eyes of God. And he literally just came to bring his, his brother and some lunch. He's like, oh, you know, I'm just here to, like, drop off some things. And then he starts hearing everybody sh- shivering and shaking and being afraid. And he's like, why you guys, what's, what's going on? And he says, oh, yeah, this giant, he's been yelling at all of us, telling us that he's going to take over, he's going to kill and all that stuff. And, um, and we're afraid. And then David laughed at him. He's like, what? What's wrong with you? Do you know who our God is? How many of you in your storms in your life, you're more like the, uh, the Israel armies, afraid of the problems that God, that, that are yelling at the, in front of your throat? And yet how many of us need to become more like David? You see, because David wasn't looking at the giant that was threatening to kill him. David was looking at the giant behind the giant, God Almighty, the one who literally made the entire universe, made everything into existence behind David. He saw all of that. And we need to have eyes like David. I have Jasley, one of uh, my favorite youths. Let me bring you a little thingy here. You're welcome, sweetheart. She's going to read for us a Bible verse. 1 Samuel 45, David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. There is some of you here who have made God small in the storms that you face. Today, let's view the storms through the eyes of the Father and see his greatness. Amen. Thank you, Jess. So let us be more like David, the way David saw Goliath. And say, today I, you come with me with depression. Today you come with me with anxiety. Today you come with me with all these situations. But I come with you in the name of the God Almighty. You know, instead of us crying to God and telling God how big our problems are, why don't we tell our problems how big our, how big our God is? And we need to live our lives realizing that we are not, we should not be afraid of the situations of our lives because we have a God who is bigger than them. We have a God that is bigger than the problems that you're going through. You think you're, you, you know, I could understand, I understand, you know, losing your job or losing money or going, losing your relationships or doing like these storms of life, they're real and they hurt and it's okay that they hurt. It's okay that they feel that you feel that sadness. It's okay to feel that pain at times. But the one thing that you cannot allow to happen is you cannot allow that problem to become the giant that conquers your life. You need to allow God Almighty to be the one that conquers that little tiny giant. If we could put a comparison of the storm that you're going through compared to God Almighty, it will be literally not even an atom, an electron, something like that, something so small compared to God that if, you're, if, you're, if your problems was looking up at God, you won't even pass the first cell of the skin of God's foot. That's how big God is. And still, I'm not putting justice of the bigness of God compared to your problem. Now, if that God that is so big, that God that is so powerful, that his love is so great, is behind your back, loves you with a passion, loves you with everything inside of him to the point where he sent his son to save you, then why are you so worried? Why are you so worried? Let me tell you something. At the bridge, we have a bunch of conquerors. All my kids up there, you guys are conquerors. And we have Marissa who's going to come here. She's going to tell you a story. Good morning, everyone. So I came to the bridge when I was 12 years old. Uh, I was 
born and raised in church, but until that point, I saw church as something I just had to do. And growing up in the bridge, I went from being that kid in the crowd and taking part at BYMC to becoming the leadership team and helping out backstage. And with this, I grew up with expectations of myself. I said, I have to do this. I have to be here. And I constantly put pressure and expectations on myself and just to prove myself that I was worthy to be a part of this team, to be worthy to be next to these people who are doing such amazing things. And I think it took until this year, this BYMC season, for me to learn to stop worrying about those things. I, I had a panic attack backstage because I was so worried about, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. And I wasn't enjoying myself. I wasn't looking at the fruit that we had been working on. All the amazing things that we were working on up to this point, I was missing out because I was so worried. And sometimes our biggest enemy is ourselves because we allow the enemy to whisper in our ear and we allow the enemy to do these things to us so that we miss out in the moment. And through the weekend, I started listening to the teachings. And like Jesus spoke, he said, how big is our God? How immense, how powerful this God is. And I was so caught up in my own storm that I was like doubting God. I was like, oh, God is not going to take care of this. But then I started switching the perspective as Jesus taught. And I started seeing this wonderful and powerful and immense God that could take away these worries, these anxieties. And it wasn't until I looked through my storm through the eyes of the Father that I was able to conquer my storm. Amen. So let us not look at how big our problem is and worry about how big our problem is. Let us not focus and put all of our attention, our anxiety, our stress into the bigness of our problems. But let us put our energy in the bigness of God. Amen? Amen. So that's looking at the storm through the eyes of the Father. The next person that we need to start looking through the storms, I mean, looking at the storms through the eyes of is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in every single one of us. You know what that means? That means that God Almighty and his greatness, the one that I was just talking about a couple of minutes ago, the one that created the heavens and the universe, the one who, you know, with his mouth, all, the entire earth, everything was created, the one who, who literally knitted you in your mother's womb, the greatness and the bigness of God lives inside your heart. I mean, if that's power, I don't know what power is. If, if that's not power, I don't know what power is. That the greatness and the fullness of God burns inside of every single one of you. Well, obviously, for those who allow the Holy Spirit to come into their hearts. And when God is inside your heart, he is she's shaping you and changing you into the person that he intended you to be. You see, when you allow God into your heart, you start to change from the inside out. You see, some of us, we, get, we think that in order to change and to be Christians or to start following God, that we need to change our outside. We need to start dressing more appropriately. We need to stop saying bad words. We need to start doing little things and stuff like that, you know, to kind of like look Christian. We need to look the Christian part. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit starts from the inside, and he starts to change your heart. He starts to change the way you think, the way you view life. And he starts to develop you into the man, into the woman that God created you to be. That's what the Holy Spirit does. But we need to realize that sometimes the Holy Spirit will allow you to go through certain storms in your life in order for you to become the stronger person. The Holy Spirit can take a storm in your life. And use it to make you a stronger person. You see, struggle is the essence of growth. In order for us to grow, sometimes we have to go through some certain pains. And sometimes there are storms in our lives that go toward that, 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 that come over our lives. And if we don't stop and try to learn from them or become stronger in them, the reality is we will never grow. You know, I... <clears throat> I've been slacking a lot when it comes to the gym, I have to say. 
I was going very well. I'm talking about every morning at five o'clock in the morning. I've been going. I used to go to the gym every morning, five o'clock, Monday to Friday. L.A. Fitness and Clark. You can look at my status just in case. And then when Emin was born, when my son was born, you know, at nighttime when he's like, you know, not, you know, not trying to wake, not, not trying to make a brother sleep. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to wake up at five, so I, you know, I skip gym here and there. Blah blah blah. Anyways, I'm gonna get back, guys. I'm gonna get back to the gym. But when I go to the gym, I'm working out. I'm trying to make my muscles stronger. I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm lifting weights. I'm doing what I gotta do. And um, and I remember the first couple of weeks of when I was going back to the gym. You know, I go to the gym. I'm working out. I'm getting that stuff. And then the next day, my body hurts. My body hurts. And um, and I noticed that you know the reason why our body hurts is because our muscles are being stretched. And in order when it stretches, it tears. And what happens is that the proteins come and they replenish it and it makes it stronger so that the next time you're going to the gym and you're lifting that particular weight, you're able to do it a lot easier. And that's what happens. That's how our body ends up growing. If you are a person that goes to the gym and you come home and you feel fine and the next couple days you're like, you don't feel soreness, you're not growing. In order to grow, you need to add on more weight and you need to feel that pain that's when you know that you are growing it's the same thing when it comes to like the flowers and the trees the strongest and biggest trees in the world are the trees that have been through the most storms because in order for a tree to be able to be strong it needs to dig his deep um, it needs to grab his roots and go deep 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 into the ground and it's only then that it's able to be able to, um, it's only then that it's able to grow to be very strong. But in order to do that, it needs to go through storms in life in order to be able to become strong. And it's the same thing with our lives. There's some of us here that we ask God, God, make me more of a patient person. I was like, God, I want to be more of a patient person. Like, give me some patience. Next thing you know, your boss introduces you to your new partner and it's the person that you need and a miracle of patience for. It's like, oh my goodness. Sometimes I say, God, I want to be more of a loving person. And then he brings somebody in your life that is completely unlovable, it seems, right? And you're like, God, why are you bringing this situation to me? God, I need to become more responsible. God, please make me become more responsible. And then he takes things away from you. You lose your job, you know, your job gets lost and all this stuff, and it forces you to rethink the way you spend your money. It forces you to rethink the way you do things in your life. It forces you to rethink how to take care of your particular jobs. Sometimes in life, when we go through storms, God takes those storms. Let me tell you something. One thing I want you guys to never realize or never, never put into your mind, God doesn't create problems and throws them on you. I don't, God, I don't believe God is the God that does that. But our God is a God that when the problems come, because they will always come. There's always will be a time of storm. But our God is a God that when the problems come, he says, all right, Jesus, here's a learning lesson. All right, here's a time where you're going you're gonna to figure something out with this particular storm. You know, back in the day, I, I, used, to, I used to date a lot of people. I used to have a lot of girlfriends. Good girls. I know they're all, not all bad. But I used to have a lot of girlfriends. But in each relationship, there was always problems and situations. And there were times where I'll be hurt, I'll be sad. But every single time I went through those heartaches, every single time I went through those problems with my relationships, with learning how to, you know, be a, be a good husband, you know, learning how to be a good, you know, boyfriend and stuff like that. Because I didn't have the greatest example in the world. I didn't. I didn't have the greatest example in the world, what it means to be a man when it comes to taking care of their woman. I didn't have that example. I had to literally learn it. And it took a lot of heartache and a lot of pains, a.k.a. it took a lot of storms of me just going through all this stuff of learning, of heartache and learning. But let me tell you something. If it wasn't for all those heartaches that I was going through, I would not be the husband that I am today for my wife. I would not be. I love you, babe. And the same thing with my job. There were many times that, you know, I was knuckle, you know, I was being full of my job when I was a teenager, not focusing and not doing what I got to do, getting kicked out of here, getting kicked out of there. But now, like, I've learned how to really take care of a job. And it was because I went through those storms. 
there are storms in your life that you probably didn't realize that God, uh, uh, God brought you through those storms with a desire to teach you to become a stronger person. You see, we need to learn that. And we need to look at the storms that way. I'm at a point in my life when I see bad things coming in the horizon, I don't even, I'm not even afraid no more. I'm not afraid. If I see bad things, I could literally get a phone call tomorrow at my job and he'll say, hey, Sue, this is going to be your last week. You have no job. I could literally get those type of phone calls, and you know what? I'll be okay. You know why? It's because I know, number one, that I have a God that is bigger than anything I could ever deal with. I have a Father that is bigger than anything. And I have the Holy Spirit inside of me that's going to make me a stronger person because of this particular storm. My question to you, what does it take for you? What do you need to do in order to have that type of confidence? Sometimes all we are looking, when we look at a storm, all we, we, all we do is cry about how it's affecting your life, how it's making your life miserable. You need to change that mindset. Instead of looking at the problems of your life, the storms of your life, how it's making you miserable, let's have a mindset of a conqueror, right? And let's start changing our mindset. It's like, all right, how is this storm going to make me stronger? Oh, no, man. Instead of being, oh, man, now I'm going to be broke. Now I'm going to have no money for gas. Now I'm not going to be this and that. Instead of doing that, this needs to start looking at life. How is this particular situation in my life that is coming, that is going, that is overwhelming me right now, how is this going to make me a stronger person in God? That's when you become conquerors of the storms. Where instead of looking at the problem, looking at the storms and being afraid of it of, and saying that it's going to overwhelm you and, and mess your game plan up, you need to start looking at the storms as an opportunity to become stronger, to become better, to become your faith grow stronger in God. And that is the mindset of a conqueror. And that's how you conquer the storm. Jasley's going to come up real quick. She's going to read another verse for you guys. James chapter 1, 2 to 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For, where, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Amen. So here... So this Bible verse says exactly what we need to be like. Brothers and sisters, which is you guys, when troubles of any kind comes our way, we need to consider it an opportunity of great joy. And that's how I live my life. And that's how I pray that every single one of us lives our life as well. Yes, it's going to hurt. I mean, going to the gym hurts sometimes, right? But I'm going to become a stronger person. Yes, it's going to feel, you're going to feel pain. You're going to feel sorrow at times. You're going to get sad. You're going to feel disappointed at times. But let me tell you something. There is great joy in feeling these type of things because it, can, it allows you to look towards God more. It brings you closer to God. It allows you to become a stronger person. It allows you to become a wiser person. It allows you to become a person that can persevere. And perseverance is all that matters. To have great character, sometimes you need to learn. You need to go through the fire. In order for a sword to be strong, to be able to be used, you need to put it in the fire. You need to beat it up. Let me tell you something. Whenever I go through the fire, whenever I'm getting beat up by the hammer of life, all I'm thinking about is how God is going to use me after this situation. And that is the mindset that we all need to have in this place. Amen. Caleb's going to come up here, and she's, he's going to tell us a testimonial story of someone who, who lived their life through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. Um, there was a man in the story um, in the Bible named Joseph. And Joseph was one of 12 children. He was the favorite child, and the other 11 brothers hated it. So they wanted to kill him at first, but they ended up selling him to slavery. And he went to Egypt to become a slave. He ended up getting locked up in jail, and God gave Joseph the gift of interpreting dreams. So the Pharaoh had a dream one night, and he was freaking out about it because he didn't know what it meant. Um, so they fished Joseph out of the jail, and they had him interpret his dream. And what he interpreted from the dream was there was going to be a gigantic famine. So because he interpreted the dream so well, he became second in command of Pharaoh. Um, what he did was he stored food for when the famine came so nobody starved and died. And his family ended up coming back and going to him and asking for food and shelter. 
And when he looked in the eyes of the storm with the Holy Spirit, he ended up seeing that if they weren't selling him to slavery and bringing him where he was now, he wouldn't be able to save as many people. So <clears throat> he forgave them, and he gave them the food, and he ended up saving all of Egypt and his family while he was with it. So he became a better man through it. Amen. Shout out to Caleb. I literally held Caleb as a baby. It's my little brother. But see, Joseph, while he was going through all those storms in his particular life, in the story in the Bible, little did he know that God was orchestrating all bad for the good because he loves him. The Bible says God works all things good for those who love him. And in the end, because of the storms that he went through, he ended up saving the entire nation of Israel. You see, that's the kind of faith that we need to have. Instead of crying and, 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 and going to God and, and saying, oh, God, like, why are you allowing these things to happen to me? Like, and start talking about how it's going negative, to negative, negatively affect you. Let us talk to God and say, God, you know, save me from this situation. But in the process of saving me, my God, make me a stronger person. Make me stronger in you, my God. Make me a person that you've created me to be. And sometimes that has to happen through storms. Amen? And the last, and the last, uh, the last um, eyes that we need to start looking at our storms, um, storms of, storms through, is the eyes of the sun. Jesus. When Jesus came to earth, it was said that he was going to be called a great counselor. That he was going to be called the Prince of Peace. That he was going to come to the earth and bring peace to everyone. But you see, the earth, what the, what the Israelites were thinking of, was they thought that he was going to bring the type of peace where he was going to take Rome out of, the, out of the picture and then the kingdom of Israel is going to go back to normal and everything was going to be everything good. But no, see, there's a different kind of peace that Jesus was going to bring. There's some of you guys here that you come to church and you seek God because you want God to give you that particular peace. I'm not talking about the peace that he really gives, the fake peace that we all think that God, um, God wants to give, give all the time. And let me tell you something, he can do it. God can do all things. But let me tell you something. If you think that by following God, that God's going to give you, uh, that you're going to have a peaceful, perfect life, you haven't been paying attention. You haven't been paying attention. Jesus did not come here to give you the peace that the world views, make your relationship, your marriage perfect, make your job perfect, make your mental health perfect, make your emotional health perfect, make your relationships perfect. Jesus, God didn't come for that. God didn't come for that. He didn't come here. Jesus didn't come here to make those aspects perfect. He didn't come here to give you that type of peace. But the peace that he gives you, is the peace that when the world is crumbling around you, you have that peace knowing that Jesus, who God is in your life. That when things go bad, you're not, you, you literally just look at Jesus and you, and you have that peace in your life, knowing who God is in your life. In your life. That is the peace that Jesus gives. The Bible says that it's a peace that beyond understanding. That it's a peace that, that normal humans cannot fully understand. They look at you and say, how are you, how are you in such a peace? You lost your job. You lost your marriage. You lost everything. How are you in such a peace? Because that peace is the peace that only Jesus gives. Let me tell you about how peace, how, how that peace is so powerful. <clears throat> Jazzy and I are going to go over this story with you. Come on, Jazzy. The story is in Matthew. Um, I, didn't put the, I didn't put the verse in, but it's in Matthew. There's a story when Jesus walked on water. So, Jasper, you're going to start. And when I tell you to pause, just pause. Go ahead. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him on the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. All right, pause. So here we have the disciples, right? 
you know, Jesus said, you know, guys, go ahead of, go ahead of me. I'm going to spend some time with Father God. I'm going go to pray, you know, spend some time with God. You guys can go ahead of me. I'll meet up with you later. So then the disciples, they got on a boat and they left. They went to the seas. Um, and they went to the ocean and, I mean, to the, to the Sea of Galilee. And they were, you know, really already far distance from the shore. And then out of nowhere, the storm, the, a wave, the storm started to brew. And a wave, the wave started, the wind started to pick up and the wave started to get big and everything started getting like really, really bad. Started looking really bad for the disciples in the, on, the sh- on the boat. How many, and, and, and what made them even more afraid because they were alone. They didn't have Jesus. Because a couple chapters before that, Jesus was with them on the boat and he was the one who calmed the storms. But this time, Jesus was nowhere to be found. And they were once again, they thought they were alone in, the, in, the, in, the, in their boat. How many of us right now are in the boat right now? That even right now as we speak, you're going through a storm right now as we speak. And you're on the boat right now of life. And the waves are are beating against the boat. The wind is picking up and things are not looking good right now. And you look around and you see, Jesus, where are you? And you're starting to get scared. You're starting to get worried. And you're saying, God, where are you? There's some of us here right now that you're going through a storm in your life and you're looking around to see where Jesus is and you may not have seen him. You may not see him right now. But the reality is, is that Jesus is always close to you. He is as close to you than your own skin. That's how close our God is. Let's continue reading. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Pause right there. It's funny because in the midst of our storms in life, the waves and wind could be destroying this entire boat, the the boat of our lives, the boats of our hearts. And we may look around like, God, where are you? And out of nowhere, you look far into the distance, you start seeing close enough, you start seeing Jesus walking towards your life. You start seeing Jesus walk towards the, relate, the, the situation that you're going through right now. And he tells you right now, and he looks at you even right now while you're going through the storm. Jesus is telling you something right now. And he says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Continue. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Pause. So then Peter, you see, the moment the disciples saw Jesus, and they recognized that it's him, and he says, you know, be still, you know, take courage, for it is me. You know, do not be afraid. afraid. The disciples, they were no longer afraid. They were fine. Even though the waves were still beating them up, even though the winds were still overwhelming, the fact that they knew that Jesus was close to them, they were fine. And that's the peace that we need to start having. That's the peace that we're talking about. You see, there's a different kind of peace. The peace wasn't that Jesus came and just, and the, the waves just stopped. The waves were still going. The wind was still going. Things were still looking bad. But the fact that they saw Jesus and they knew that he was there, they ended up having a better peace. But then there's one guy, Peter. See, Peter... He not only had that peace, that, know, that knowing that God's going to take care of everything, I'm fine. God's going to take care of everything. He ended up developing the type of faith, a faith so strong that he ended up doing things that humans normally do not do. He looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, if it's you, let me walk on, like, let me come to you. And then Jesus says, come. And then Peter literally steps out the boat, and he starts walking on water. He starts walking on water. While he was walking on water, he kept his eyes fixed on Jesus. Literally, his toes was under his feet was just pure sea. And he was walking on water, doing things that no human has ever done before. And he walked on water towards Jesus. He started walking towards Jesus, fixing his eyes on Jesus. It was when he started looking to the sides. He started seeing the waves again. He started getting a little nervous. He started seeing the the sound of the lightning again. 
he started getting nervous. And when he stopped focusing on Jesus was when he was started to sink. And then Jesus came and he saved him. Let's continue reading. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began and, be, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Amen. You see, sometimes we need to just keep our eyes on Jesus, and that's it. That's it. You will feel the rain. You will feel the waves going. You will feel the problems of life. You will feel the problems of life. You will go feel the, the, the problems that the storm is bringing you. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus and Jesus alone, you will literally walk on water. When, the, when, Peter, and the, when Peter got back into the boat, do you think the disciples looked at him like, yo, what were you thinking? Why, you know, like, why would you go and, and, and think it's okay to walk on water? Like, you're a human being. No, none of that happened. They weren't laughing at Peter. They weren't making fun of Peter. They weren't scolding Peter. We're going to read, uh, I'm going to read the last part. It says, then those who were on the boat started to worship Jesus, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, and um, um, before dawn, Jesus started, went out to them walking on the lake. You see, they weren't ashamed of Peter. They weren't upset with Peter, like saying, oh, who do you think you were? Like, why would you think you could do that? They were amazed at Jesus, and they were amazed at Peter because he walked on water. If I were to tell you that I know, I personally know people in my life that I've seen walk on water, would you believe me? If I were to tell you that right now there are people in this room that have walked on water, would you believe me? Because it's true. I've seen people in my life walk on water. I've seen people go through such storms in their life, such storms in their life that it was completely overwhelming, completely drowning, was serious, and it hurt. It was powerful storms. And in the midst of the problems that they were going through in their personal lives, they kept their eyes on Jesus. And they were walking on water. I, there's people in this room right now that have been through a divorce, bad divorce. And while more normal people will get, become resentful, become angry, will become like an angry person, this particular person, she kept her eyes on Jesus, and she was walking on water. And when all of our friends looked at her, they didn't feel bad for her. They were amazed at her. I've seen people that while they were losing their parents, their father was about to die. They were dying of cancer. And he was dying of cancer. And in the midst of him dying in cancer, I asked my friend, I was like, how are you? Are you everything's okay? No, I know God is good. And everything's going to be okay. His father eventually passed away and died. You think this person cried out to God and said, God, why did you do this? God, you know, you allow this to happen. You think he ended up walking away from God? You think he ended up looking at the waves and looking at the storms and sinking? He kept his eyes on Jesus the whole time. And even though his father died, even though he prayed and his father passed away, he has such a faith in who Jesus is and such a peace over his life because of it. He was walking on water. There are so many people in this room that I've seen walk on water. Walk on water. One of my closest friends recently, house burned down. That same Sunday, that particular couple was in the altar worshiping Jesus. I was on stage watching it, and I couldn't help it but tear up. You know why? Because they were walking on water at that moment. You see, when you walk on water, everybody here, we are all created to walk on water. Every single one of us. And there's some of you guys that right now you're going through a storm in your life, and Jesus is saying, come to me. He said, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to get through this storm, but I know that you are going to be with me. And let me tell you something. If that's you, then you need to step out and you need to come to the sea. You need to not be afraid and keep your eyes on Jesus, and you need to walk on water. You see, we have the living God living inside of us. 
We are the sons and daughters of God. Our Father is greater than everything that we've ever faced before. The Holy Spirit inside of us is continually to make us powerful, powerful, powerful people of God if we allow him to. And the Son who came to bring us peace is there to be the peace of our lives. And God's calling you to not be afraid. Amen? You get the worship up. I have Pam. She's going to come up, and she's going to share a testimony of when she kept her eyes focused on Jesus. I joined the bridge in the year 2014, but it wasn't until 2016 that I decided to truly focus on my journey and truly focus on God. And it was also that year where one of my biggest storms hit me, and that is anxiety. And um, in 2016, that was my first year of high school. And in high school, everything's about a competition. Everyone's competing to be number one. Everyone's always wanting to be the best. And I already have very high expectations of myself, so having that additional pressure um, didn't help. And it just made my anxiety increasingly just get worse and worse and worse. But it wasn't until this year that I learned to look at it in a different perspective. And during BYMC, there was, it was during the last teaching where we were being taught about Jesus walking on water and they had the leaders pray over us. And the leader that prayed over me told me that God was showing them that I was on water, but I wasn't walking, I was dancing. And now every time when I feel like my anxiety is gonna kick in and just feel like I'm drowning, I close my eyes and I picture myself dancing on water with Jesus and it helps me calm down and helps me forget about it. And it's been an amazing thing to just focus on Jesus and see my storm through his eyes. And it wasn't until I saw my storm through the eyes of Jesus that I was able to conquer it. Amen. Amen. So right now, the altar is open. You see this right here? I don't want it to be rug. It's not rug no more. It's not the ground. It's literally the sea. It's the sea. And there are three types of people here. And if you're one of these three types of people, then I want you to come to Jesus. Come to the sea and dance with God. There are some of you here that you have made God small. There are some of you here that you have allowed the situations of your life to overwhelm you. And therefore, you've made God small in your own eyes. And if you are here to declare this morning that, God, you are bigger than anything that I could ever go for. That no matter what's going on, I refuse to allow it to be considered bigger than you. That, when, that from now on, I'm not going to allow my fear to cripple me, but I'm going to allow my faith in knowing your greatness to take over. Then the second person here is, <clears throat> you've been through a lot of pain, you've been through a lot of struggle, but you never realized that all that pain and struggle that you've gone through made you the person that you are today. The person of faith that you are today the person of strength that you are today, the person that, that, that has made you be, that had to, the person who you are today came through all those pains and struggles that you've been through. And there's some of you guys here that is also part of part two that you're going through pain now and you don't understand why you're going through this. At this particular moment, allow the Holy Spirit to teach you what he has to teach you in this particular moment. And then the third person, you're going through a storm right now, and it's overwhelming. You're going through situations in your life that nobody could ever understand. And Jesus is calling to you and says, come. And tonight, God wants you to walk on water. Instead of feeling, instead of people looking at you and feeling sorry for you, 
let us declare at this moment, I'm going to walk on water through this situation in my life. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. And I'm going to make my life a living example of your greatness, Jesus. So that when they see my life, they say, wow. If that's you, if you're any of those three, I want you even right now to stand up. And as we sing this song, I want you to come and walk on the seas. So, Father God, we lift up every single one of our hearts to you, Jesus. I pray, my God, as we leave this auditorium, my God, that we walk out as conquerors of the storm, my God. That even though the waves will rage on, even though the winds will blow, my God, even though the lightning flash, my God. Lord God, we will look at the storm not through our own eyes, but through the eyes of the Father, through the eyes of the Son, and through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you be with every single one of us, Lord God, as we go through these storms of our life. But that the peace of who you are, my God will fill our hearts, my God. Let us be a church, Lord, that when they see us go through storms, instead of feeling sorry for us, allow them to be amazed. Thank you, my God, for you allow us to walk on water. In your holy and powerful name, I pray. We pray. Amen. 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 Remember, guys, you are more than conquerors.